Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have a email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us. Let us know about your situation or if you have any comments or questions feel free to email them to that to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts that's avoiding divorce at gmail.com and once again thanks for listening welcome to the avoiding divorce podcast my name is steve i'm your host You're listening to episode 13 of this podcast. I want to take the time to thank those of you that have taken the time to email the show at avoidingdivorce at gmail.com with comments, questions, or sharing your situation. We always try to respond back as quickly as we can to those emails, and we thank you for taking the time to email the show. I would like to encourage you to continue to email the show with questions, sharing your situation, um, any comments you have about the podcast to make it better. And then, of course, if you have any topics that you'd like to suggest for future episodes, we're, we're, we're willing to take all of that under consideration. also like to thank the supporters of this podcast. Um, the listenership continues to grow, and you know, feel free to share this podcast with anybody you know that might be going through a difficult time in their marriage. As I always like to tell people, the sooner that you can catch marital problems, the sooner you can get over those marital problems. When they've gone on for a while and festered for a while, it's much harder to do a quick turnaround in those situations, especially when you've heard the words, I want a divorce, or I don't want to be married anymore, or the infamous I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And so today we're going to be looking at a couple of topics. Uh, In the first segment, uh, we're going to be talking about sprint versus marathon. And maybe you've heard this term. Most uh, anti-divorce therapists or experts or writers will at some point tell a left-behind spouse that is going through a difficult time, especially if, if they've heard from their spouse that they want a divorce, that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And what that means is, is that you can't sprint your way to the end of your situation and hope to save your marriage. Now, you can sprint to the end of your situation by pulling the plug yourself, going and filing for divorce, and then moving on with your life. But since you're listening to a podcast called Avoiding Divorce, I assume that that's not what you want to do. And so it's important to realize that you really have two choices. You can be patient and wait your situation out and see if your marriage can be saved. Or at any time, if it becomes too much and you just want to end the pain and get to the end of it, then you can pull the plug yourself, go file for divorce, and move on with your life. Now, I like to point out to people that nothing in life is easy. 
or I'm sorry, nothing worthwhile in life is easy. Certainly there's things that are easy in life, but very few things that are worthwhile in life come easy. And so more than likely you don't want as much as, as much as you want the pain to end, you don't want to jump to the end of your situation by just pulling the plug, bailing out and going and filing for divorce yourself. You're listening to this podcast, you're, you're reading books, you're probably watching videos on the internet, doing whatever you can to learn as much as you can about the best ways to try to save your marriage. And so it's important to remember that more than likely you're not going to turn your situation around after you've heard, I want a divorce, or I don't want to be married anymore, or I, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. You're probably not going to turn your situation around and save your marriage in a short amount of time. One of the things that I discovered in all of the research and reading and, and learning that I did in my own situation was that you can't fix in a few days what took you months and for many left behind spouses years to get yourself into. And if you think about it, it's not even logical. It's not logical to think that this thing's going to turn around in a positive way very quickly. You know, we live in a world where there's half hour sitcoms and two hour movies where we see the hero or heroine get to the bottom of the barrel of their life and make a few quick changes and suddenly their life is completely turned around, their situation is completely turned around and everything's fixed in that half hour or hour or two hours. Real life doesn't tend to work that way. Real, in real life, things that took a long time to get yourself into more than likely take a long time to get yourself out of. And marital problems are no different. By time a left-behind spouse finds this podcast or finds the books that they think will help them or find the videos online that they think will help them, by that time, a lot of time has probably gone by where the marriage wasn't that solid, wasn't that great. In the vast majority of cases, there was a lot of water under the bridge that got the marriage to the point that it is today. Months, years of you know, bad behaviors or poor behaviors or um, just having a dysfunctional relationship with your spouse finally got them to the point where they were fed up enough to try to walk away from the marriage. And so it's unrealistic to think you're going to apologize, you're going to write an apology letter, you're going to send a few upbeat, funny texts, um, you know, you're going to uh, change the way you interact with them and then in a week or two have them come back and say, oh, I changed my mind. I want to stay in the marriage. 
I think that a good uh, gauge for most left behind spouses, if you put the work in, if you really put to work the tactics that this podcast espouses of going out and recapturing that that life and that person that you were before you were married to your spouse, uh, going out and investing in yourself and making as many self-improvements as you can, becoming the best version of yourself that you can that you can be, and going out and learning how to be happy by yourself, as well as removing all pressure and pursuit from your spouse, taking the focus off of them and putting it on yourself. If you do all of that, and you do it very, very well, it's probably still going to take, if your marriage is going to be saved, six months to a year before you start to see any changes or improvements in their attitude towards you and towards the marriage. I often, as I've advocated on this podcast before, tell left behind spouses to you know, set a drop dead date of one year past bomb, bomb day, the day that you heard those words of I don't want to be married or, or what, however they stated it to you. Set that one year date and if your spouse isn't moving back towards the marriage and, and, and willing to, you know, at least be open to recommit fully to the marriage, then at that point you can decide to move on, move forward with your life. And if that includes filing for divorce or moving divorce forward for you to do that, then so be it. I think after one year, most left-behind spouses, and this varies from left-behind spouse, some, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more, but a good gauge is about one year for a left-behind spouse to wait and run this marathon of trying to save their marriage. And then at that point, if, you've, if you can, with a clean conscience, walk away and say you did everything you could to save it for that year, or maybe for you it was a year and a half, or maybe for you it was two years, whatever the length of time was, if with a clear conscience you can then move forward with your life, move on with your life, then with, with a clean conscience that you did as much as you could to save the marriage, then that's probably a, a, a point where you can move forward with your life and not look back with regrets. And so that's what I often tell left behind spouses is this is a marathon not a sprint you're not going to fix it overnight you can't talk your way out of what you acted your way into you can't expect something that took months and years to get into to positively be undone in days or weeks and that you should at some point be able to look back and say, okay, I ran the marathon. I did everything that I could. My, my walkaway spouse is not coming back to the marriage. I need to move, move forward with my life, move on, and 
you know, not wait any longer. And for most people, that's probably about a year. Some are as many as a year and a half to two years. If you start getting past two years, then you have to start asking yourself if you're running too long of a marathon. Life is short. Take it from somebody who waited for somebody for a very long time before moving forward with their life at one point in, in my life. It's no fun to look back after 5, 10, 15 years and realize that you wasted that much of your life waiting for somebody who was never coming around. So I encourage you to look at your situation as a marathon, not a sprint. We will have a future topic in an episode, a future episode where we talk about how to take one day at a time. But you, you really need to slow down and realize that your changes are, aren't going to be cemented overnight. Your walkaway spouse isn't going to trust any changes that you've made overnight. And that your situation, if you want to try to save your marriage, is a marathon, not a sprint, not something you're going to turn around quickly. So that's the topic of sprint first marathon in segment two we'll get into a, another topic um, and so please hang on through this break and we'll come back thanks again for listening welcome back to the avoiding divorce podcast i'm your host steve in segment two, we're going to be looking at a question that often comes up by left-behind spouses at some point in their situation. And that question is, okay, I've done everything that I can to try to avoid divorce, but my spouse still wants a divorce. What do I do? This is a question that most left-behind spouses will eventually arrive at if they're patient enough in avoiding divorce and waiting to see if the changes that they're making in their, in their life can have a positive effect on their walkaway spouse. And it's a very valid question. At what point do you look back and say, okay, I've done everything I, I can think of to do and they still want to walk away from me, what do I do next? Well, and the, question, the, the answer to that question is really, it depends. So for many left-behind spouses, they can never themselves, because of their own morals and ethics, go and file for divorce themselves or move forward in, in, in moving the divorce to the next step or really in any way helping their walkaway spouse divorce them. And that's valid. You know, one of, the, one of the earlier topics of this podcast was to have principles. And it's a very valid principle that, to have that you are dead set against divorce, no matter what, and that you're not going to do anything to help your walkaway spouse divorce you. Now, the one thing that you can't do, 
because you can't control anyone but yourself, you can't try to make or con make your spouse not divorce you or control your spouse into not divorcing you. You don't want to do anything to manipulate your spouse. You don't want to do anything really to hinder them, their ability to divorce you. You just don't want to help them along. So an example that I often give is if a walkaway spouse starts asking you to help them with the paperwork, you can calmly, politely, nicely tell them, I'm not helping you divorce me. I won't stand in your way if that's what you insist that you must do, but I'm not going to help. I also would say that you should not withhold anything from your spouse that would help them or that would allow them to divorce you. So if they need paperwork, make that available to them. If they've left the house, you can tell them you're welcome to come over and go through the files and get whatever you need. But don't do the legwork for them. Now, if you don't have this principle, one of the things that is very common is for walkaway spouses to be about as lazy as anyone could be in divorcing their spouse. They've said they want a divorce. They said there's, there's nothing you can do to change their mind. They're dead set on it. You've given them a year, year and a half, two years, maybe more, and they're still determined to divorce you. Yet they're still not filing or they're still not responding to their lawyer or, or your lawyer about things that are necessary to move that divorce forward. Eventually what happens in most cases is the left behind spouse has to eventually step in and do some legwork to get the divorce finalized. Again, if this is against your principles, then maybe it's something that you'll never get yourself to be able to do. But if it's not and you want to move forward with your life, at some point you may have to take the bull by the horns and move the divorce forward yourself. Now, I said something really important a few minutes ago, and that is that you can't control anyone but you. One of the whole points of the approach in avoiding divorce is that you're not exerting control, you're not trying to manipulate, you're not uh, trying to change your spouse. Most left-behind spouses get frustrated, angry, disappointed, sad, and depressed because they're unable to let go and not try all of the things that I just said to get their walkaway spouse to abandon the idea of divorce and come back to the marriage. And that's why the avoiding divorce tactics that are espoused in this podcast are to take the focus off of your spouse, put it on you, to focus on you going and recapturing that, that life you had before you were married, focusing on you and trying to 
get yourself into independent counseling, make self-improvements, become the best version of yourself that you can be. To focus on yourself, to learn how to be happy by yourself, to emotionally detach from your spouse, focus on yourself, to emotionally detach from your spouse. So no matter what they say or do, you're still a happy, fulfilled, optimistic person. And by doing all of that, the intuitive path to fight divorce, which is to focus your energy on your spouse, is removed. You are making a conscious effort to focus on yourself and not focus on your spouse. Otherwise, we fall into the intuitive pattern of being clingy by pressuring and pursuing our walkaway spouse, by putting too much focus on them. And, if, and essentially what we end up doing is we end up pressuring and pursuing them right out of the marriage. So we bring about that which, which we fear the most, which is you know something that is very common for human beings to do. What we fear the most, we tend to somehow end up creating, which is another reason I espouse dropping fear of getting divorced. Because if you, if you fear it, then eventually you'll end up bringing it on despite not wanting it and, and thinking that you're doing things that are going to prevent it. So focusing on yourself, trying to control only one person in this world, that's you, is what you do. And so when, a, when you've done everything that you think you can do to save your marriage and your spouse still wants to walk away from it, still wants to get a divorce, you have a choice at that point. Do you want to continue to run the marathon of trying to save your marriage? Do you want to pull the plug and say, I've done everything I can for the last year, year and a half, two years? Or do you want to just pull back and say, I can't stop you. I'm still opposed to it. But if that's what you want, then you need to go make that happen. And in the meantime, you continue to focus on yourself, continue to do what this podcast espouses for trying to avoid divorce, and that's remove all the focus from them and turn it to yourself in all those ways that we've already mentioned. We only get to control one person in this life. And so there may come a point where no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you think, your spouse still wants that divorce. Now, I've got some positive news related to that, and that is that divorce is not final. And this hopefully will help some of you that are just absolutely terrified of divorce. 
there have been many, many couples that have had marital problems. One spouse decided to walk away from the marriage and get a divorce and then eventually change their mind and want to come back to the marriage and the couple is reunited even after a divorce and end up getting remarried. So I encourage you if you're going through a situation now where it looks likely that you're going to end up getting a divorce that your spouse is going to go through with the divorce my encouragement is to you is to not give up and think that that's final that as long as you're open and willing to a future reconciliation there's always a chance that that could still happen now, I'm not saying it's likely I'm not saying that you know if you wait long enough because I'm certainly you know, as I said earlier, certainly not trying to get people to wait an infinite amount of time for their spouse to come around. But certainly, if you're willing to be patient, willing to continue the line, keep the lines of communication open, if you have children, continue to co-parent well with your walkaway spouse, after, even after divorce, there's, there's a chance that you could still come back. I get people all the time who say, well, my spouse is dead set on divorce. There's nothing I'm going to be able to do to change their mind. And I always point out to them that on the day you got married, your spouse stood up before God and witnesses and professed their undying faith and devotion to you. And at some point, they changed their mind on that promise. So even a spouse that is dead set to get a divorce can at some point change their mind and come back to the marriage even after the divorce is finalized. So that's that's my final bit of encouragement in this segment on the question of I've done everything that I can to save my marriage and my spouse still wants a divorce, what do I do? Hopefully that's given you some good thoughts and good ideas about how to proceed from this point forward. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the Avoiding Divorce podcast. Um, feel free, as I said earlier, to please email us at avoidingdivorce at gmail.com with any questions, comments, sharing your situation, or idea topic ideas for future podcasts. Thanks again for listening.